Hooray Run Podcast, episode 13. I'm your host, James Rogers. This is a bite-sized HR pod episode. The upcoming conversation was recorded on October 26th in Illinois. I had a small window to interview my older sister, Carrie, before I took her and my mom to the airport. Why interview Carrie? Well, she has a running streak that just turned one year old on October 18th. She runs at least one mile every day but aims for 50 miles per week minimum. So another streak-related episode. Similar to episode 8 when I interviewed my dad, whose streak turned 32 years old back in August. We talk about our dad's influence on Carrie's streak. Carrie also lived in Rwanda for over three years total, so we discuss her running days in Africa. We also talk the origin of the streak, her ideal running climate, her conversion to Nike Pegasus. Our mom also gives her minute-ish take on Carrie's running streak. Hope you enjoy the mini episode. We're going to jump right in, but before, as always, my friend Mikey, aka Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud. Mikey, you gotta drop that beat for us. Joining me now, face to face, in Illinois, my older sister, Carrie Rogers, who is now 28 years old. Mm-hmm. She has a running streak, and it just turned one year old on October 18th, and I got some time with her here because I'm about to take her and my mom to the airport, and I thought we got a quick window. I want to interview her quick about her streak because it just turned one. So we're over 365 straight days of running just a mile. I meant to say running at least a mile, not just a mile. Back to the combo. Carrie, what made you start this? Did you have any intention back in October of 2016 to start a streak? Uh, I actually didn't start out expecting to start a streak. Um, I... Started running really regularly when I moved back to the United States after living in a village in Rwanda for a few years. And I had been so active in my life in Rwanda, always walking everywhere, you know, no matter, even if something is a few miles away, you still walk. Um, So when I moved back and I had a car again, I realized my life had gotten a lot more sedentary. And so I made... um, I guess at that point I made the commitment to never miss more than one day of running per week, but then it got to the point where it didn't feel good to miss a day of running even once a week, so um, it became a habit to, you know, as much as possible not miss, and the last one I missed about a year ago was because I had like a 5 o'clock a.m. flight, Yeah, and then... You know, once I realized that I had gone about six months without missing, I started to think, you know, I'm going to try to keep this going. And even when I do have an early flight now, I make an effort to get up and (laughs) run anyway. (laughs) Are you logging these miles every day? Um, I don't do it like our dad does where he keeps track of his time and the weather. All I do is write down the amount that I ran. Yeah, sure. That's sufficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you had any close calls in this year of maybe missing a day? 
with um, schedule conflictions or just you're like, oh my goodness, I almost didn't get my cl- mile in. Yeah, the closest I came was uh, another really early flight where I actually um, stayed up really late. So I ended up doing my run at like 1 a.m. <laughs> so that I wouldn't have to wake up again at 3 a.m. to run before yeah. the flight. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's pre-streak, but talk a little bit about running in Rwanda because you were there for like almost 40 months total because you had your yeah. Peace Corps commitment, came back to Michigan for a little window mm-hmm. and then went back out for a year. So tell us a little bit about running in Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always been, you know, a runner, not as avid as I am now and never quite as accomplished as my siblings and my dad, (laughs) but I was always a a runner just for fun. Um, So when I was in Rwanda, I kept that up and that was, um, it was something that was a little bit weird at first because like I had mentioned, it was really an active lifestyle there. A lot of people worked out in the fields. Uh, walked everywhere they went and so they didn't really see the point of going for a jog because like when you have time to relax you just want to relax when you have that kind of lifestyle so when I first started running in the village people would always yell at me while I was running by like what are you doing where are you going are you late to something why are you (laughs) running um and then once people got used to it it was really cool because People would start jogging with me sometimes. Um, I was teaching, actually, so I started a little running club and had a lot of my students run with me some days. And I just kind of became known as, you know, the American girl who runs everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting because I remember at the time when you were getting into running in Rwanda how it was kind of the shock to the people. Mm -hmm. But you're so close to the biggest hotbeds of running in the world and... Ethiopia yeah. and Kenya. I mean, mm-hmm. you're geographically, it's it's right there. It's and, true. And being that distant from um, the way they take running in those two countries compared to the small country of Rwanda. But mm-hmm. did that ever come up? Like talk of the East African dominance in running? Um, I would say in cities, yes. In mm-hmm. the villages, it's just not on people's radar. And yeah. I would say that's even the case probably in Ethiopia and Kenya. I didn't get the chance to go there, but to other surrounding countries I did. And it was a similar thing. Like, there would be people in the cities who, you know, were training and Mm -hmm. knew that they could, like, make a career of running and things like that. But it wasn't something that people thought about in the villages. So, yeah, it's something interesting for sure. And with the streak, it's similar to Dad's where you have to run at least a mile, right? Mm -hmm. But you're running much more on average I'm assuming because when I went and visited you in Texas earlier this year, I mean you were getting up every morning running six to eight. It seemed like mm-hmm. so. What's your goal getting out of bed every morning? And it's predominantly done in the morning. Right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much always. Yeah. So what's the mileage like? Um, well, my goal is to run at least fifty miles a week. Wow. Um, so I separate that out just depending on my schedule for the week. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like I think I'm going to run exactly seven point something every morning. Yeah. It'll be, you know, oh, well, today I have to be at work really early, so I'll only run five. And then, you know, another morning I get, I have the whole morning off, so I'll run 10 and just make sure it adds up to at least 50 okay. by the end of the week. Yeah, I get that even 50. At least. Or, okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> Do you use GPS watch? I do. Okay. Yeah. Which watch are you using now? I got a TomTom that mom and dad gave yeah. me for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Mom's over here laughing in the corner. Our audience of mom and the dog. Um, how about climates? So you went from Rwanda, came back to the States, lived in Texas, mm-hmm. southernmost part, McAllen. Uh, talk about the difference between Rwanda, Texas, and now you're back in Illinois Yeah. at Western Illinois taking classes. So you've been all over the map. Mm-hmm. And talk about the, the differences in weather and maybe which one you prefer the most out of sure. those three. Yeah. Well, Rwanda has really excellent weather. I know a lot of people, when they think about Central Africa, they think it's going to be really hot mm-hmm. and like hard to deal with. But Rwanda is very elevated and it has um, rainy seasons, too, that really cool cool it off there. So, you know, the weather's pretty much in the low 80s all year, not a lot of humidity. So that was really nice running weather. I would say my ideal is like in the 70s mm-hmm. um, without humidity. Texas was hard. I was in South Texas. The winters were awesome because that was like, you know, 70s, my ideal. But the summers, you know, even when I get up at 6, 6.30 to run, it's already close to 100 or right. almost breaking 100 some days. Um, so that was definitely hard. Um, I had a lot of days when I would have to make sure I stopped. I, I had a trail near my house with lots of drinking fountains, so I would have to make sure I stopped for yep. drinks so I didn't pass out. Strategically uh, <laughs> schedule your routes. Exactly. Um, and now that I'm back here... So far, the weather hasn't been too bad. This last week, I've been bundling up a little bit because uh, my body's just not used to the cold very much anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes this winter. Yeah. What are your plans for the teens and 20s, oh, 30s? Man. I'm going to have to get a lot of thermal wear. I'm going to have to get <laughs> much better. I was going to ask better. about your apparel. <laughs> yeah. You're making frequent stops at the running stores. Oh, yes. Get some really good gloves for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the key for me. My yeah, hands. Me too. If my hands are frozen. It's that's a terrible not fun. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we're over a year now. I know there's talk among our family members of like the streaks. And Dad, I had him on episode <laughs> eight, and he's just turned thirty-two years old. But how much has Dad been in your mind or influenced this? Day to day to day running. Oh, man. Big time, for sure. Um, I mean, I think all of us siblings can agree that Dad's the one who got us started running little one-mile races when we Mm. were just learning to walk, pretty much, um, and got us excited, got us, you know, interested in doing cross-country and track at a young age, and um, just seeing him day after day, you know, never missing... um, no matter how he was feeling, we saw him running through injuries, sicknesses, uh, and it just kind of makes you feel like, I don't really have an excuse. You know, I, oh, I want to sleep in another hour. Dad would have run even on a hurt hamstring. So uh-huh. um, it's definitely a motivator to get yourself out of bed and get going. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's wild. Yep. You said at the start of this, yeah, I don't log it like Dad does. I mean, I think a lot of what he does with the history, many people don't do that or wouldn't yeah. do, wouldn't have his approach in many ways. So how many races do you try to incorporate into 
you're running? Because it's like you have the streak, but like you said, you've been running quite a bit, you know, since graduating from undergrad mm-hmm. and maybe even throughout undergrad running in college. So like you've been consistently running. So there may have been many races, you know, since, I don't know, 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, are you trying to get three, four races a year or is it just kind of how you're feeling? Yeah, it kind of just depends on what comes across my my radar. Um, I definitely try to do at least one half marathon a year. That's my major one. Try to beat my time every year with a half marathon. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, it's just kind of like 5Ks and 10Ks that I hear about. If I happen to be in Illinois when Dad's doing a race, yep. sometimes we've been able to do one together. Um, last year we did a 10 mile at soldier field together. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd say on average, I end up doing probably mm, five or six other small races throughout the year. But again, it's just as it comes up, a lot of the times it's charity groups that I work with who are doing a fun run kind of thing. So it's nothing very formal aside from that half marathon that I try to get in. Mm -hmm. What are you studying at Western Illinois now? Tell the listeners what's going on at Western Illinois. Um, I just started studying a master's in health sciences, public health. Um, And I mean, that relates a lot to my interest in physical activity as well. Uh, And with public health, it's a lot about um, really promoting healthy lifestyles for people. And obviously in our country, we have a lot of sedentary lifestyles. We have a lot of um, fattening foods. A lot of people just, you know, don't feel motivated to get out and get the recommended physical activity. So that's definitely one thing that I want to focus on with my work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it goes a lot beyond that too. Um, Preventing disease, um, you know, good diet, all of those kind of things, doing research to support the medical field. So there's a lot of things that I'm interested in doing with public health. Sure. How long are you there? I'll the be program? there two years total. Okay. I'm almost done with the first semester. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then next semester will be another heavy load. And then the following year, we do a full-time internship with AmeriCorps and just take a couple classes online during that okay. time. Got it. Mm-hmm. I had a proud brother moment the other week when you converted to Nike Pegasus. Yes. You joined the Peggy party. <laughs> you texted me, you said your last couple pairs of shoes weren't treating you too well. And you said, you asked me if I ran in Nikes because that's what you, you assumed or you thought. Mm-hmm. almost knew that. And then I suggested the Pegasus. Yep. And within like 10 minutes, you found a <laughs> deal online and you, you got Peggy's like I within did. a couple of days. Yep. So how are the... Pegasus treating you two, three weeks in now? Yeah, about two weeks in. Um, I love them so far. My main issue with my last couple shoes was just that they weren't lasting very long. And Mm -hmm. I think that these are better quality than what I've been running in and will hopefully um, stay with me a bit longer. Um, They've already taken me to winning a 5K a couple (laughs) weeks ago. (laughs) Thank you, Victory. So far, so good. (laughs) Mom? Yes, sir. Do you want to give any thoughts on having a daughter who is now a streaker? If you can can keep it within a minute, maybe? Because I know 
you got to eat some din soon and we got to hit the road. <laughs> so you want me specifically to talk about Carrie and her streak? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You just saw her race the other week. I did. Yeah. I was there for the race that she won, the 5K in Macomb. Um, in the Pegasus. In the, <laughs> in the Pegasus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I like hearing you guys talk about dad's influence. I think because I, I look back and dad was never, ever, ever the kind that would say, you need to be out there running. You need to be out there running. It was just a matter of watching him and, and you guys saying, hey, is there something I can run? And then he would look up a race and we would go and do that race. So it, it does. It makes my heart feel great that Carrie has those genes. And yeah. not my genes <laughs> in that sense. But dad's. You know that I that obsessive, in a good way. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and it's great for my health, and I'm gonna keep at it. So yeah, totally proud of it. Sweet. Um, I think it's a great thing. Props great. to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big props. Wanted your minute and a half input. And finally, just going forward with your running, have any? I know you just raced, but any race on the horizon or? Just with the streak, you're going to keep rolling, right? Yeah, that's the plan. I don't have a race right now, but i got to start looking for my half marathon yep. for early 2018. Can't miss it. Nope. Um, but yeah, for now, just keeping up the 50 miles a week and seeing how it goes in the winter. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we might have to catch up with you in the winter yeah. and see how you're, in, how you're feeling in February. Right. Thank you for listening to Hooray Run Podcast, episode 13. Many thanks to Carrie Rogers and Linda Rogers. Hey, if you have someone in mind that you think would be great for me to interview for this podcast, whether you know them personally or not, email the podcast. That's podcast at hoorayrun.com. Podcast at hoorayrun.com. I'm also eyeing potential advertisers and sponsors. Hooray Run on social media, Facebook page. Twitter is at hooray underscore run. The Instagram is rolling. It's hooray run on Instagram. Simple. Hoorayrun.com. Find Hooray Run Podcast on iTunes or the podcast app on iPhone. It's on Stitcher. It's on SoundCloud. Tell a friend. Recommend. Subscribe. Thanks to Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud for the intro-outro beats. Shout out Hope College Women's Cross Country. MIAA champions. On Saturday, the Hope women put four in the top five, seven in the top 12. Hope College, my alma mater, the Flying Dutch, making me proud. Keep this momentum rolling into regionals.